Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about dating in Las Vegas. Yes, we are. Now, one thing, for those of you who are coming in out of state, I'm going to tell you now out of the country, please have a budget. I can't stress that enough because you could go on the strip and easily spend five, $6,000 in one night. Very easily. That's low end. There's some places out there that will really wring your pockets if you're not careful. Now, some of these venues will have it where, in order for you to have bottle service, the minimum may be five grand. Then when it comes down to getting a table, then they'll charge you anywhere from 250 to $500 per seat for you to sit at some venues. Because see, what you have to remember is every venue is trying to outdo each other. And so luxury, of course, there's a standard here. So, if you can get over the hype and be practical, you'd be okay. If not, many of you are going to wind up coming here and not having enough money to get back home, and your ass going to wind up staying here. <laughs> I'm just telling. I've run so many people who have come to Vegas that way. Had best intentions of just coming here, have a good time, and then before you know it, they wound up staying here years later. All right, now. One thing that I tell you up front, you will find, fellas, that a lot of the ladies here will classify themselves as a 10, believe it or not. They'll wear the face paint, they will do that, and they will classify the guys as a two or three. Now, here's the problem in this town. You have an abundance of people who are in relationships and are married that actually cheat on their partners that's just the way it is men do it women do it it's a norm now another thing you fellas that are cruising around in Lamborghinis Porsches Ferraris and you're going to do the first date where you're Rico Suave and everything is perfect to the letter a lot of women here are suspicious of that And the reason being is that you're too smooth with it. Now, some of the younger girls may go for it, but a lot of the women that have been down that rodeo before, they already know what they're dealing with, and they're more than likely not going to deal with you. Now, some of the places, you could look at some of the attractions that they have here in Vegas. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of places where you can go to, a lot of museums, casinos, to your heart's delight. They have a lot of shows that you can attend. 
they also have uh, a lot of other venues, like if you want a helicopter tour or something like that. Uh, if you want to go to a club, there are plenty of clubs here in Vegas for you to go to on the Strip. Again, watch your budget, because some of these places, they would charge you out the nose. And you just have to be careful with it. Now, here's the thing. If you're a local, you already know this for the most part, unless you just got here. Those outlying local casinos that are not on the Strip, places like Ellis Island, places like Red Rock, places like uh, Aliante, the people kind of know better. Santa Fe, Fiesta. And the thing you have to realize, it depends on what kind of vibe you have, what kind of budget you have. It will dictate what kind of casino you'll probably go to and have a good time. Now, for those of you out of state or out of the country, these casinos are not just venues where you go and, you know, play baccarat or go and, you know, do roulette or just uh, poker or whatever, slot machines. They also have other things. They have movie theaters inside. They have bowling bowling alleys. They have restaurants. They have, uh, you know, food courts. So it all depends on what style, you know, you'd like to have. Now, I will tell you this much. If there's an event in town, like for instance, we have the Super Bowl coming next year. So there are going to be a lot of bookings here. And Vegas is already ramping up for that. So, you know, if you're thinking about coming here, you know, before February of next year, I would strongly advise you to, you know, try to get your plans in early. Because I can tell you, Super Bowl, it's going to be tough because uh, I don't know if they have the capacity for the hotels, but it all depends on who's going to the Super Bowl as well, based on their fans. If it's Kansas City, well, you know, they do pretty good by their people. All right, so other things. Dress well. This is important. If you're going on a strip, you might want to do that, especially for certain venues. Some places may have dress codes. Uh, places that I think that are overrated. Uh, there's a place called, uh, hell, I forgot the name of it, the Foundation Room. Been there one time, wasn't impressed with it at all. Uh, it's just basically, you're up on top of the Mandalay, and you can look over the city. It's like an open area, and they have, uh, you know, rooms there. But for Vegas, if you want that, you got it. So you usually have to have a member to bring you in. But for the most part, you're dealing with things like that. Because there have some people that, you know, will use that as a status symbol of some sort to say, well, you know, you're not worthy enough to hang out with me. So you have a variety of choices here. So don't limit yourself to one particular thing. Now, you guys that are coming here to town, one thing I'm going to tell you now, prostitution in Las Vegas is illegal in Clark County, period. Don't do it. Don't mess around with any of these call girls or nothing like that. You're really risking it. If you want to go to a brothel, there's a place called Pahrump that's not too far away where you can go and it's legal there. Just to save you the agony and the pain. And they will make you take a shower before you indulge. So expect that. 
Now, some of the other things you could do here in Vegas, downtown they have like the zip lines you can go on. I think they're like $99. Where you could go and they have this art that's uh, downtown. And you get on the zip line and you, you know, kind of go from one end to the other, like you're flying in air. So you might want to do that. Sometimes they get stuck, but most of the times it works okay. Hot air ballooning you can do as well. They have uh, hot air balloon services here. Also, they have a Mile High Club. And I don't know the name of the company, but basically what they do is uh, you pay for it, they pick you up in the limousine, they take you out to the airport, and basically they carry you up so high, and then you can go and do your business undisturbed with your partner for a serious fee. Like I said, the main thing about Vegas, you have to realize they're coming for your wallet. Plain and simple. You know, in some places, they have attractions and you know, you know, where you want to go. Like, for instance, the one difference that I noticed because I used to work, I used to live in Los Angeles for 39 years before I came to Vegas. And one thing that I liked about Los Angeles that I don't like about Vegas is that in LA you have different venues but they're spread out so you could go and still find good little spots and you're not dealing with the big crowds that's one of the main things usually on the strip if you're thinking about walking down the sidewalk good luck well they've changed it now because they have these walkways now that you know go up and down and over. When I first came to Vegas years ago, not to live, but when I used to visit with Monica, Vegas, you look at Las Vegas Boulevard, it was only a four-lane street. Two lanes going one way, two lanes going the other. And you had the hokey little uh, casinos, you know, they had their own little style, the Riviera and all the rest. And that was the style of Vegas I missed the most here now because most of the hotels are built like shopping malls. Half the time you don't know which casino you're in unless you look at the carpet on the floor or maybe the smocks that some of the uh, people are wearing that are there assisting. But you'll walk right from one into another one in many cases. Now, the other thing. It's something that you can be overwhelmed by because there's a lot of things you want to do. We have the, uh, the Mob Museum here. We have a lot of things here. So it's a good place in that respect. You got Binion's downtown where I still think they have that display of a million dollars that are out there in the uh, casino. So it has a lot of uh, other things. They still have the Golden Nugget and several others. Now, downtown is a little bit different from the Strip. Downtown's a little bit cheaper. Uh, they're developing that area. They do have, uh, you know, live entertainment. And so, you know, you never know what kind of band's there. You never know what they're playing. But they have that. Um, and you don't necessarily need an automobile because you could pretty much walk everywhere there. That's the good thing. Now, one thing that I need to tell you, some of these character actors that you'll see on the, on the uh, over there and on the strip. 
these people are trying to make money, okay? So they usually have a circle designated that they have to stay in and they can't pull anybody in their circle. Here's the reason why I tell you this, especially you tourists. You may go and take a picture with this person and it may be $35 to $50. Be careful. Be careful. Understand that there is a fee to take a picture with Superman or Spider-Man or whomever the hell they may have out there. It's the same thing like in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard. Those of you who've been there when the Batman premiere was and they had the, the Batman guy out there. Yeah. So please understand that. Um, when it comes to venues, as far as uh, what would be a good place to take a person for a date, if you're local, if you're strapped for cash, don't have that much money to really lavishly spend for dinner, you can go somewhere like, uh, you could go to Red Rock and go to Lucille's. Uh, they have the best uh, tri-tip, smoke tri-tip. It's awesome. That's why I'm going for my birthday. So, you know, you have those things. And um, we have a lot of uh, eateries. I mean, on the strip, they have a lot of them. Uh, Oceans, which is over there by the Elan, on the strip, where Planet Hollywood is, over in that area. They have a restaurant in there, and, and it's pretty, very reasonable, and the food's good. And the bar is awesome. And it was kind of cool because the uh, bartender, when I was there at that time, she was pregnant. I mean, really showing. And everybody was rooting her on, you know? It was kind of cool. So you'll have those kind of venues as well. Uh, we do have Chick-fil-A here in Vegas. Just wanted you guys to know, for those of you who wonder, we don't have a Waffle House yet. We do have Cracker Barrel, for those of you from the South. So just to kind of give you a heads up on that. Now, Vegas is not a bad place as far as to live. But you do have some adjustments to make and some challenges to meet. When it comes to infrastructure, it's a little bit different than most parts of the country. Especially those of you coming from California here to Nevada. We have this thing on the 95 freeway called the Spaghetti Bowl. And this is where several freeways converge. And if you miss your off-ramp or your exit, you're screwed. You just got to go down to the next one. I don't know who thought of it, but whoever thought of it, yeah, they, they need to really have their resume looked at. But for the most part, you'll enjoy your time here. You have a good time. Um, they do have uh, buses, I think, that still go to State Line as well, if you wanted to do that over to Whiskey Peaks. So there are a lot of places here where you can go. Uh, most of the locals know where to go. Uh, if you want oxtails, for instance, I still think they have them over at the cannery in North Las Vegas in the buffet. You will notice that a lot of casinos and venues have done away with the buffets. And those that are still around, it may be a little pricey. Now, you could go and take a date on a buffet. If you want a cheaper date, you can go down on the strip to the link where the big Ferris wheel is. And you could get like hot dogs or something like that and drinks for a reasonable price if you're really on a tight budget. 
So it all depends. They have another venue here, and I believe it's either on the strip. I, I don't know if it's on the strip or near downtown, where everything is uh, ice. And basically, the bar, the seats and everything's ice. Solid ice. Yeah, interesting concept. So anything you can conceptualize, they have it here. They have some bars that are behind certain doors in certain venues here, which I found unique. And, and it's in more than one place that they have these, where they may have something like maybe a sign, but you don't know where it is because you see this wall, and then you go and press the wall, and then all of a sudden you're in another room where there's a restaurant or a bar. So you have those. Um, you also have um, a place called Arcadia Earth. That is kind of interesting. It's a nuance here in Vegas as well. So you got a lot to think about. Now, the other thing too, you have Grand Canyon tours, Hoover Dam tours. Uh, you have tours if you want to go down to um, Laughlin. Now, Laughlin was really pumping years ago. It was really popping. But you can still go down there, have some fun on the Colorado River. Uh, you could go get jet skis. You can go fishing down there. And it was funny, uh, when I was there, I was at the Golden River, I think it was, casino there. And I was in a room very high up. And I could look down in the Colorado River, and this guy was fishing. And it was so funny because his line was on the opposite side of the boat and we could literally see the fish and this thing was huge in the water on the opposite side of the boat from it and it was funny because we were yelling at him oh no you need to go and put your line in the other side so you can catch the fish so you'll have that as well and of course Lake Mead is still trying to get up to uh, measurable levels so hopefully that will be corrected soon uh, also you could go to the see the Golden Knights down at the T-Mobile Arena as well as uh, of course you got the Raiders here in town even though they're, it's off season next season it's going to be insane they don't know who the quarterback's going to be maybe they'll keep the guy that uh, replaced uh, Derek Carr and for those of you who don't know Derek Carr, who used to be the quarterback for the Raiders, was released, uh, I think, two games before the end of the uh, season, end of the postseason. So he's pretty much gone in on his own. And from what I understand, uh, he didn't want to deal with the Saints just yet. And he went and interviewed with the uh, New New York Jets. So he's got kind of a limited window of telling how much he wants. But it seems like right now the NFL is not paying a lot of money for quarterbacks because they got burned this past season. If you notice with Russell Wilson, I think it was $245 million. And with uh, even Carr, I think he had a uh, contract altogether with $125 million. And uh, they had to release him before uh, some date in February or else they would have had to pay him $40 million guaranteed. So... He got out of that. The Raiders got out of that. So it's going to be pretty interesting on that side of the world when it comes to football. Now, you have sporting events for dates here. So 
it's not a problem as far as venues, but here's what I'm trying to get you guys to see, more so than anything, you fellas. You got to be very careful about who you take out because it's very expensive here in Vegas to go out on a date, just like it is in Los Angeles, just like it is in New York. So you want to make sure, at least in New York, you probably can walk everywhere. In L.A., you could have a variety based on location. So if something's too expensive in town, like in Westwood, in Beverly Hills, you could always go down to other areas where it may be a little bit cheaper and a little bit more affordable. You might go down to Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach. You have other options. Or else you can go up the coast. Here, everything is usually consolidated on the Strip, downtown, and then you have the hinterlands. Now, we do have Sumlin. Sumlin, for you folks that don't know, is like the Beverly Hills of Vegas. So this is where a lot of people will have the attitude, and they say, oh, I live in Sumlin. So they want to, I live in Sumlin. So they might hold their nose up a little bit, but that's all right. It's a nice area, a lot of shopping. Uh, they also have a little park not too far away where you could uh, feed ducks and they have the little uh, paddle boats. And that might be a nice little venue for you as well. And I believe they also have like a little um, place there where you could, uh, they have like dancing, so salsa, rumba, that kind of thing there. I think they still have it there. So you have a lot of... Uh, a lot of things, a lot of options for you. You know, you have the quantity. That's not the problem. You have a lot of things you can do. But here's the thing that I will tell you. You may have a lot of things you can do, but you got to really look at who you're spending the money on. Because I will tell you, a lot of guys lose their shirts here in town. And some of you have written in about this. Now, here's another thing, too, I want you to understand. Some of you guys have been taking women out on dates and they're giving them money at the casino. Be careful with that. There was one guy that got so happy that he was with the girl that gave her his debit card with his PIN number. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't get that carried away. I will tell you, a good percentage of these women in Vegas that you see that are so attractive, trust and believe. A lot of them have problems and complications associated with them. So just because she's out on a dating app does not mean that she doesn't have baggage. But she'll try to present like she doesn't. She may have the mini skirt on, the makeup, and you think, oh, you know, man, I got the weight. You'll find out. You'll find out. Now, Vegas is very transient, which means that you're going to have a lot of people coming here and leaving. Business trips, that kind of thing. So one thing I'll tell you is not to wear your heart on your sleeve because you will lose your heart and your sleeve too. Because what happens here is that people are usually here just for a getaway from where they uh, normally live. So another thing that's not uncommon, fellas, is for a lady to be here on business, maybe for a conference or something, and she's just looking to basically get some dick. So understand that 
if you're approached by a woman and she just wants that, that's probably all the distance is going to go because she may have a husband at home, family at home, or whatever. There's some people that are out here that do that. Men as well, for you ladies to keep an eye out for that as well. Now, when it comes to Vegas, and it's no different than any other place, they classify MLK, Martin Luther King Boulevard, pretty much in every black community throughout the country. You know it's going to be in the hood. It's just the way it goes. Now, I think personally it has something to do with redlining. I could be wrong, but it just seems like, ironically, they'll never put one downtown or in an area where affluent people would go. So I guess this is our make good in that sense. But that's not just in Vegas, but that's pretty much everywhere. Because I remember in Los Angeles, when they changed Santa, uh, Santa Barbara Boulevard over to MLK. So it happens. Now, um, shopping. There's a lot of places to shop here in Vegas. Almost every community you drive by has at least some sort of uh, huge shopping center or shopping plaza. North Las Vegas, for those of you who don't know who haven't been here, is a separate city from Las Vegas. Just like Henderson is a separate city from Las Vegas. Within Las Vegas, you have other communities. Sunrise Manor. Uh, you'll have uh, Anthem. Anthem, I think that's the name of it. Uh, other areas that are considered Vegas, but they, it's not like it's broken up where they have their different, uh, like police force, city government, that kind of thing. They have these different areas. They may have Centennial as a place. They may have uh, different areas throughout. Now, there are other cities like Winchester, those kind of places, Mesquite. Searchlight is a separate city. They have all those things. So you have a lot to really choose from here. Now, um, I'm trying to think because I'm going through my head as quickly as I can on this. Um, also, another thing to keep in mind. If you're coming to Vegas, one thing to keep in mind is that some places will charge you a resort fee. It could be 40 to $50 on average per day. So just keep that in mind too. Some charge per day, I think some just have a flat rate if you get it for like a week or whatever, they'll just attach it. It depends. Uh, watch your fees on some of the um, bills that you get, especially restaurants, because they may add something else, because some restaurants got busted for adding things that they couldn't really qualify. Gratuity is another one. Gratuity is very high here in Vegas. On average, you're looking at about 25 to 30%. Yeah, that 15%, eh. Yeah, at least 20, you're probably getting somewhere. But a lot of them are looking at around 25 to 30. I know it sounds kind of high, but it depends on where you go. Other places you can go with your date, uh, the Bellagio, 
the Venetian Hotel, Caesars. Um, you know, go out and have some fun there. The one thing about Vegas that I noticed, though, even when I was dating Monica, it was a little bit different because it was like going to the casinos way back in the 80s and 90s. It was like, it was a different, when you went to a casino, it was a different experience. In the early 90s, I'm talking about when they were just getting ready to, you know, corporations just going to take over. It was like each entity had its own feel and style. The Flamingo was different from the Sands, which no longer exists. The Sands was different from the Riviera, which no longer exists. The Riviera was different from the Hacienda. And so it was like you'd go and collect the uh, matchbooks and things like that from them. Because it was kind of cool. But of course, now things have changed. So, now you may want to check the prices on uh, any kind of places where you plan to stay. And please understand this. If they're letting you stay for a weekend for $99 somewhere, it's probably going to be a some sort of uh, timeshare presentation. Westgate, Hilton... Uh, circus Circus so be mindful of that you want to make sure you call them and make sure that you don't have to sit through a timeshare presentation because they're going to try to beat you over the head to get a check out of you unless you're willing willing and ready for that yeah you just might want to just just get the room you don't want to have any kind of presentations because sometimes they'll do that as a discount now a couple of other things too you will find just like you will in many other places women that will go and if you're down in the lobby casino and you're playing your machine doing your thing or whatever if you're by yourself she may take an interest in you she may compliment you Oh, and then you buy her a drink. And then she may want to go to your hotel room with you. A couple of things. You may not want to take a stranger in your hotel room that you just met downstairs in the lobby, just to help you out. The next thing to keep in mind, if you do, make sure your ass don't fall asleep and make sure she doesn't make you any kind of drinks. You see, one thing that happens that is not just here in Vegas, but it's been happening around a lot of places. These women will get eye drops like Visine or something like that and put it in your drink to make you drowsy. If they put too much in there, you can die from it. I have glaucoma. The drops that they give me what they used to give me. Now that I had surgery, I don't need them anymore. But the drops they used to give me, they would always tell me, never ingest it. I'm like, why the hell would I do that? They said, sometimes people will go and try to put in their eye and they'll leak down to their mouth. Don't overdo it. Because some people are pressed too hard. Well, you know what? Your eye is filled with the medication and it goes into your mouth. So, You want to keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on your wallet and those good things. 
If you're going to book any kind of airline travel or any kind of hotel room, please use a credit card. Don't use your debit if you can help it. So in that way, if there's any dispute about something, your credit card company can work with you. With the debit card, it's like it's there and it's gone. You're done. So that's the skinny of it. Uh, when it comes to cabs, uh, you have your choice between taxis, uh, Uber, Lyft. We have those here, and they're in abundance. So you don't have that to worry about. Now, some of the casinos will charge you for parking. You may want to check that out before you think about venturing over. A lot of the local casinos won't but a lot of casinos on the Strip may. Some of them have a fee for a certain amount of hours. They have a set fee for like a 24-hour period. They'll give you a ticket and you, you know, pay whatever it is in advance, and then you would have to leave prior to that or else you get billed for another cycle. But now, if you can handle the crowds, and it's best to come off season because during the summer this place is going to be crazy it's going to be packed and we had a lot of people come out after COVID of course you know to get some relief they were tired of being in their homes wherever they were so this is just to help you out a bit we'll talk more in a moment Alright folks, another thing that you're going to notice about Vegas is this. There are going to be a lot of middlemen when it comes down to dates. And what I mean by that, a lot of services that will offer your date and they're going to include their fee with it, you know, like these dating tours, that kind of thing. Uh, for instance, you may get a chaperone that's going to more or less kind of oversee everything, but have everything already coordinated for you. Now this works well for couples that are coming into town or if you're local and you want to get away for a while where it's just the two of you and uh, everything's already mapped out. Now the problem for some of you guys is that there's some women who deal with guys who come in town and these guys may come you know they may be single or they may have a wife back home or whatever and they're coming into town and they may want to, you know, start a conversation with a girl online. And so when he gets here, he's trying to impress her. So he goes out and gives us this lavish, you know, presentation where they're going to a restaurant where $1,600 a plate, that kind of thing. Now, I want you to keep one thing in mind about Vegas. One thing I learned here, they can charge all they want to. A lot of these places... The food really isn't that good. So you're going to have to be very selective. And you're going to have to find someone that has a, a good taste when it comes down to recommendations. Because what happens a lot, like for instance, there are three restaurants here that actually are in Beverly Hills. Tastes nothing like when I was in Beverly Hills. 
nothing like it at all. And it's interesting because the prices are even higher than they are in Beverly Hills at these three restaurants. But you run across that because after all, they're in competition for your dollars. That's the way it goes. Now, here's the thing that you have to also uh, understand as well. This town is about money. And usually, the people that make it here, they have their own business or they're working off of tips. And depending on what job they have depends on the tips that they will receive. Limo drivers seem to do very well. Uh, People at casinos sometimes do well. I remember years ago, there was a lawyer in Los Angeles that left his job and came to Vegas because he made more money parking cars as a valet in tips than he made as an attorney in Los Angeles. Now, I wouldn't suggest that you do anything like that by no stretch, but some people may have a knack for this. Now, the one thing to keep in mind, and the reason why I'm so vigilant on the cost of dates is because some of you have written in and some of you folks are going to pay their loan places in order to try to make ends meet after a date. Some of you have uh, got another credit cards to do it, taking on another job in order to save your credit. You don't need to go that extreme. It's not that serious. It really isn't. I know you want to impress some of these women, but here's what you have to remember. Some of these women are not single. They're not living alone. They may have roommates, and some of them may have boyfriends. And what you have to remember is this. This is their Cinderella moment for the most part. Please keep that in mind. Some of them are actually going on these dating apps because their boyfriends can't afford to take them out or won't take them out. So they're saying, well, why wait around for him to get himself together to take me out on a date? I'll just tell him that I'm going out with my girlfriends or my sister or someone and she's going to meet the guy at that person's house, at the girlfriend's house or wherever, and go on and go on her date and have a wonderful time. You see, one thing you have to remember, this place wasn't called Sin City for nothing. In other words, you don't have to be so accountable here. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas for a reason. This is the closest you can get to when it comes down to skirting morality in our country. Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, People have to have a place to vent, do their thing. But I will tell you, be thankful that the mob came up with Vegas. If I had my spin on it, I would have made a city called Vice, Nevada. Everything would have stayed small and local. Oh, we would have had the shows and everything else and had the upscale stuff. But, There'd be a lot more things that would be allowed. But of course, be thankful I'm not somebody that would 
be able to orchestrate something like that. But what I want to tell you, though, is that depending on the venue, and you really have to make sure that you know what the cost is, what the prices are. Because you may be quoted a price, and you have to see what it includes. Now, you may want to have chaperone dates. You could have those where they have a person like an intermediary. You know, it's funny. Out of many of the venues that I used to go with Monica, we never had that kind of crap. We flew on private jets. We had all that stuff. Didn't have no person giving us an itinerary and, oh, you should go here. You know, this. Hmm. And she wouldn't hear of it. Because as she saw it, why have another person trying to tell me to convince me about something when we could just go there and find out for ourselves? And I agreed with them. But for those of you who may need to be shown around a bit, then it may work out well for you. But this is like any other place except for one thing. It's the enormity of it, the volume of it. Because Vegas is overwhelming. It can overwhelm you. If you are coming here and you don't really know what to go, what, where to go, what to do. Now, another thing too. A lot of you who are not from Vegas or around Vegas, you have a tendency to ask, uh, how close are you to the Strip? Now keep in mind, it's pretty expensive to live near the Strip in certain areas of the Strip. We're only talking about a five-mile stretch, about the length of a runway, of an extended runway. So, that person may say, well, you know, I live in North Las Vegas. I live in Henderson. I live in Centennial. I live in um, somewhere like maybe Mesquite or Winchester. They won't be by the strip. You will find that locals here prefer local casinos over the strip. You can still have fun at the local casinos because they're doing very well as well. Like, for instance, you go to Red Rock, which is very nice. They have nice cuisine there as well. And you could have a wonderful time. There are others that have opted to uh, bring in chain restaurants like Denny's and some, TGI Fridays. And in others, they have, you know, their own private thing. Now, Vegas has a lot of speakeasies throughout the whole area. There's one place, I think it's on the 215 and, uh, no, I'm sorry, the 95 and, God, I can't think of the other street. But this place has like cocktail candles. And it's pretty neat. And I think they have a speakeasy inside there. A lot of them do in different places. Um, so you have your options there. Now, I can't condone or endorse any of these places because um, 
you know, they're all fine for competition. I wish them all well. Now, they did have a package uh, that I heard of about $250 at the Golden Nugget that gave you a night out. And I've seen them as high as $770. That included a helicopter ride. So it varies. You know, you'll have to go and really investigate it. One of the most popular foods here, of course, is mac and cheese. Don't ask me why. I can do it for a little bit. I can't eat that shit extended period of time for no reason. Clogging up my arteries with that damn unhill no. All right. Wonder why we have sugar diabetes in this country so badly. Damn, they have the country's on insulin because of some of the crap they put in the food. But when we get up here, we're looking at skepticism. This is something that you may want to have in your back pocket. One thing that I strongly suggest is that you don't openly give anyone carte blanche as far as uh, trusting them 100% in this town. You've got to have a modicum of skepticism. The reason being, this is a place where there's a lot of opportunists. You'll find that in any metropolitan city. People trying to get over. People trying to hustle you. So be vigilant. You don't have to be afraid. Just be vigilant of it. Our police department, very good police department. I like them. They are very friendly. They speak to you. They open doors for you, believe it or not. Very nice people. Ones that I've uh, encountered. Because where I used to live was over by where the police academy was. And they're pretty cool people. Now, let's get to the dating portion of it. Places where you could take your date on your own. Uh, the Golden Steer is a restaurant, of course, where uh, the mafia used to do their business. Kind of expensive. You also have Area 51. You have Flowers and Barley, which is another place you might want to check out. That's if you're vegan. You have Area 5, which is, I mean, I'm sorry, Area 15, excuse me. And with this, it has uh, the liftoff, which is this balloon ride that you go up and you can see a panoramic view of Vegas. And so they got a lot of uh, places out here. You got Czar Meats. So as far as venues, it's out the yin-yang. As a matter of fact, you run out of money before you hit many of these restaurants over time. Now, depending on what kind of date you're looking for. In Vegas, I would say a low-end date would be about $250. A good, modest date would be about $550. A high-end date would be anywhere from $1,600 up to about, maybe about $35,000, depending on your budget. Yeah. They have venues that can take your money, trust me. So, Make sure that you uh, choose carefully. Because, see, there are some services here that many people who are trying to, you know, be the middleman don't even know about. 
So keep that in mind. But enough of that. Let's talk about dating in Vegas. Now, prepare yourself because you might run into more married people, as I told you before many times over, than single. That's a given. You may run across people that are into herbs a lot, homeopathy, that kind of thing. So you got to have an open mind because any kind of personality can come out. Fellas, there are women that go on places like Plenty of Fish. And the reason why I'm telling you about all of this is to get to this point about all these restaurants and costs and everything on some of these women this is what they do they have a job or guess who pays for their dinners guess who takes them out for drinks and some of these women have dates booked every night with no intention of ever getting into a relationship they're what I call churners they're churning your money they have no intention of ever going anywhere forward with you. Usually they'll ghost you after they've had their dinner with you, had their fun with you, because they've already had someone else booked. You will find a lot of women who are from California, and men as well, that will like Vegas to a certain extent, but kind of miss home. That's a common thing. You find a lot of people here from the Midwest and they're trying to kind of enculturate themselves. Now the way it works here, once um, they feel as though you can, they can trust you among the locals, then you're kind of welcomed on in. They're kind of skeptical, especially on jobs and stuff like that when you go for them. And um, in many venues, because I've worked for a couple of companies since I've been here. I'm retired now. But I'll tell you one thing. As far as relationships in the workplace, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that's going on. A lot of boning, especially in call centers. And not uncommon. Uh, this place, as I told you before, is... I think number one or number two when it comes to interracial relationships in the United States. Santa Barbara comes into a close second, I believe. Now, I think Santa Barbara's first and Vegas is second. But based on population, Vegas would be first. So that's another um, thing that you do have at your advantage. So if you're thinking about dating interracially, even though a lot of people give the stigma of Nevada being racist, very small contingent by comparison. And yeah, you do have some folks out there that have those views from the South that they brought out here. But not on a major scale. Like I said, it's a mix. Now, conversations. If you're looking for a college graduate in this town, you may be lucky if you find somebody who graduated from UNLV. Because at one point, 75% of their graduates were leaving the state, going elsewhere to find work. 
A lot of them, of course, in the hospitality, hotel, business, or healthcare profession. If you're looking for someone with higher education, the pickings are going to be kind of slim. And usually they're going to be at least divorced in most cases. You might find someone that's single that's never been married, but the majority will be divorced. Also, another uh, thing, too, is it's not uncommon to find women who have gone through divorce and they held on to the house and they're looking for a man to help them with the house, to help them keep it. But like I said, there are some kind of configurations that you have never thought of. You may run across women who have multiple kids, just like you have guys here who have multiple children. Some guys will come here from out of state, lie to the women about them not having any kids so they can get a fresh start. Now, other types of people, and all of these things I'm telling you are no different than most places in the country. So Vegas is not standing out as a bad guy or anything like that. The only thing is the attractions usually what brings more of the people here with many of these different conditions and situations. Now, a lot of people have left California basically because it was too damn expensive to live there, especially during COVID, post-COVID. And of course, what happened, the Vegas market got happy and the prices started to spike. And as we know, Vegas is notorious for overvaluing their properties. There was one home here that was priced in, I think, the 700000 and now it's only appraising for five. Or I think it was 800000 It's only appraising now for 500000 And somebody bought it, as is. So, you will find a lot of people who are roommates. Renting rooms is a common thing here in Vegas. And uh, that person you may be going out on a date with may be renting a room in an apartment or in a house. Or they may be fortunate enough to have a home. Or they may be in a situation where they're leasing it. Because one thing to keep in mind with Vegas, when I first got here, it was cheaper to lease a house than it would be to rent an apartment. A lot of people wouldn't do it because of all of the money you had to pay up front. So it depends on what floats your boat, what works for you. So what you'll see a lot of times is a little um, lack of clarity as far as living arrangements with some of the folks that you'll meet, some of the singles you meet. They may still be living with their ex. Uh, It may be a situation where they may be living with a relative. It depends. Because like I said, no two situations are the same, especially here. But I'm just telling you some of the most common things you'll run into. And this is for men and women. Now, there are other women here that are looking for stud service. They don't have any interest in you as far as a relationship. They only want to hook up and bam, they go. The hookup culture is very big here. They don't want to get serious because they already are serious with someone else. 
You're just an STD, something to do. Some of the guys approach it that way as well. You have concert venues that are here. I think uh, was supposed to be here. Um, Adele is supposed to be back, I think. And there was someone else doing a residency here. I forgot who it was. But uh, yeah, you might want to check on that for a venue for your uh, date, if it's within reason. So, you have a lot of things to do here in Vegas. And some of the people that you meet here may be from Midwest. A lot of them are. Minnesota, those places. They moved here because it's not as cold, of course, because of the weather. However, they may not be able to afford California, so here fits mighty fine for them. Usually the people get along very well. Um, when it comes down to dates here, it all depends on your niche. And let me tell you, they'll present a good thing up front, but please be observant and take your time. Sometimes things don't look as they seem. I'm telling you, this is the first place I've ever been in my life where a married woman got mad at me because I wouldn't date her. So what if I'm married? What they got to do with anything, she said. And I thought that was one-off. I met a lot of married women here in Vegas that are looking for single men. So, I'm just saying. Another thing you will find here in Vegas as well, you'll find a disproportionate number of, of single women on sites like Ashley Madison and others looking for married men. The attitudes of many of these younger women is not to get married, not to have a family, which correlates with many of the other uh, parts of the country where they have the same mindset. They don't see the value in marriage, for the most part, a lot of times here. They don't see the value in um, getting married because the way they look at it, they'd rather have a child because it's easier. Now, another thing too that we have to uh, look at as well. People will lie to you just like they do anywhere else. Vegas is no different. So please, don't think just because you came here that for some reason you've reached a place where everybody's rich. Sometimes people make that misconception. Just be practical. We'll talk more in a minute. All right, folks. Now, one of the motivating factors here in Vegas, let's face it, just like in many other places, 
believe it or not, is the role of lust in relationships. Sin City, it's usually based on lust as some people perceive it. And there is validity in this argument. Now, there's a couple of things we need to realize about the concept of lust when it comes to relationship. First of all, it's an early stage compulsion. In other words, this usually happens early in the interaction or the relationship. You guys build up. You guys talk online, maybe. Uh, the person's in Vegas. You're in wherever or vice versa. And you're coming there to visit that individual. You guys are talking pretty salacious things over the internet, over the phone. And you can't wait to be with each other. All right, so when you first meet each other, things are on and cracking. Early stages, you don't give a damn. You guys go get something to eat, go to a restaurant, you go to the hotel, you're wearing it out, she's wearing you out, etc., etc. Now, the thing you got to realize is usually when relationships start out like this, they're not sustainable. Some people will flatten them out. Very seldom does this work, where a person will go start out with sex and then all of a sudden, let's uh, slow it down a little bit, let's try to pace ourselves. Let's try to have some substance here. Ladies, one thing I will tell you in general, if you have slept with a man first and then try to slow it down, he's going to look at you like a hypocrite. He's like, well, why the hell did you come out of the gate running at 100 miles an hour if that was the case? So make sure that you understand that's part of the architecture of a relationship if you're going to put that component in it. Now, understand one thing. Lust is an essential component of the relationship. Now, usually people start out with a foundation of friendship, build the relationship on top of it, and lust is a component that complements it. Now, what is lust for the most part? Well, it's a compulsion to be with a person sexually, physically. In other words, the ultimate goal is to literally be inside that other person. That's where you'd like to be. But, of course, that's not practical. So, you get as close as you can. Sex is about the closest act you can get to another person. Now, the thing is, some people are doing it just to discharge energy. Others are doing it because they're trying to convey sentiments to their partner. Now, there are other people who do it for money. And believe it or not, lust for money is the incentive for them. You see a lot of women in the sex industry, how they talk about they can compartmentalize different things. And some women can do it very effectively, others cannot. There are some women that literally say that they can't have a regular relationship while they're in the business because of the fact that it's very difficult for them to compartmentalize. You know, it's like uh, once the guy's with her, it's just like the boyfriend's like a John, in other words. So it's very difficult. Now, the other thing to, to realize, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people with these desires. And many of these desires are based on attraction. Ladies, yes, we lust after you as men. Just like you lust after us, just like you look at our penises when we're walking past you in jeans or pants, 
lot of you, especially you women in your 40s and up. Y'all some dick hunters trying to play it off. I see you up there cutting eyes. As soon as you see a package, you're like, hmm. Some of you do that. Now, another thing too, as men, ladies, let me tell you something. No matter what you look like, there's some guy that's probably checking you out. They won't tell you this because they don't want to be embarrassed by it. Oh, but they lusting at you. They looking at you. They're like, oh, I'd tear grandma's ass up or I'd tear that girl up. They're looking. Now, most men are respectable, certain age ranges. And usually with men, they want somebody around in their 20s up to about their 60s, maybe. So in that way, they have a broad range. So it's about a 40-year spread for most men when they look for women. So ladies, keep that in mind. Especially you single ladies looking for dates. If you're in between the ages of 20 to 60, you got 40 years of men that are looking at you. That's right. So you got 40 years. So a lot of you have a broad spectrum. Some of you can get married, divorce, have kids and everything and still wind up catching another man within that time frame. Now, geography is a big thing too as far as your choices. Because there are certain areas where you're not going to find a man that's going to be a viable candidate for you to be a wife to or be a girlfriend. But now, when it comes back to lust, a lot of men are driven by this. Now, in Vegas, it's a big thing. This is the reason why you see a lot of married people going out, doing their thing, because this is a place that they could express those sentiments. So it's nothing for a woman maybe to set up a date with a guy. She may be from Kansas, flies out to Vegas. She comes out here for a meeting, conference, you name it, gets some dick, goes back home. Some do it with their spouses here, without the spouse knowing. Some of them do it as a joint venture, where the spouse and the woman will go their separate ways and have sex. I was reading a, a post that one couple put up on one of the fetish sites where they are an open marriage. And what they did, they came to Vegas two years ago when Vegas opened up back, in, I think it was 2021 when they opened up again. And they basically came to Vegas with the intention that they were going to act like single people when they got here. So basically, the rules that they had back home about interacting with people didn't apply in Vegas because the one fundamental rule was that they were not going to be serious about each other. In other words, they did not have to adhere to many of the standards back home. However, the only thing was it came down to where they had to not fall in love with the person they were with. That was the only rule. So they get to Vegas. They check into separate hotel rooms so that they could actually have their own fun independent of each other. The people they were with knew they were married. They had a wonderful time. They went back home. And when they got back home, it's when they had to fight and argue. And the argument was over. The wife got pregnant by whomever she was with in Vegas. 
and come to find out the person she was with was a transgender person. So he had a problem with that because he didn't believe in that kind of lifestyle. So I don't know how that's going to end. People have been waiting in the comment section to see what he's going to post next, but so far nothing's been posted. So you will run across people that will have certain arrangements and um, their relationships. It depends on the couple. They set the boundaries, they set the standards, they set the values. Usually people meet with like values, like standards. So it's not a thing where one is left out, even though there are some circumstances where it is, where people are deceptive, where they don't tell their partner the full scope of their desires. And so they may be with this partner and the partner may say, well, I'm not accommodating that. You should have told me this at the beginning of the relationship, marriage or whatever. Uh, I don't know where you're going to do it. And ladies, let me tell you something. When you tell a man he needs to go find another woman that will do something, he will. And she will do it. I'm telling you. Only thing she has to have is low self-esteem and a desire to please someone else. That's it. So you have given him carte blanche to go out there and do the same thing. Fellas, some of you are like that, where you're phobic about certain things. I remember there was a lady that complained to me one time she was married because her husband would not do anal on her. And that was something that she really enjoyed. He thought it was disgusting. And she was trying to test me to see whether or not I'd be game to sleep with her. I was going to sleep with a married woman. And I let her know that. She bypassed me up and she found someone else. But those things happen. You will find people that will not do things with you in the bedroom. And so what these people will do, they won't say what their desires are to that person. And then when they reveal it, the person says, well, I'm not doing that in the bedroom with you. I'm not doing that at all. That's disgusting or that's horrible. And a lot of times when a person does not reveal their desires, they're really shooting themselves in the foot and they're ruining the relationship. This is where honesty comes in. And for some women, honesty is just not lying. But it's more than that. It also has to do with your feelings. It also has to do with your secret desires as well. And a lot of people don't like acknowledging that, but you should because it's part of the relationship that's going to make it work. Now, you want to have communications. You want to have consent. You want to have respect. You want to have consideration. These things are very important when you're dealing with a partner. And if your relationship starts out based on lust, that's usually where you're going to end up. Look, there was a lady that posted on one of the fetish sites that I was looking at about how she met this guy. She's married. She's 42 years old. The guy is 18. Same age as her youngest son. And she met this guy online on this fetish site. And she said her fantasy was to be in her minivan, show up in a parking lot and have a guy screw her. Well, she got a volunteer, and the guy went on and did it, 
and she was writing about how they had been together for over five years. So this kid started with her at 18, and he was 23 when they ended their little romp. And they used to do this on a consistent basis in this small town back east. Now, they've been caught a couple of times, but they weren't caught in a sexual act. But they would go to random parking lots, and this was a fantasy of hers. She was married, took care of the family, had a respectable job. And what happened eventually? It wore off. The lust wore off between the two of them. She wanted another younger man that was around 18. He wanted a younger woman. And so it died. This is a thing that happens. And more than likely, she didn't finish the post, but I'm thinking more than likely she probably wound up with a younger man, 18, starting all over again. You will find people who are into things like this. Now, she would never reveal something like this to her husband, I'm sure. But this is her level of gratification and fulfillment. You will find people who have these secret fantasies, these secret desires, and they're embarrassed to tell their partner because when they went into the marriage or relationship, they went in under normal values, same values. But they may have these things. Now, a lot of guys don't like doing this because when a woman tells you up front what she's into, a lot of you guys will go and slough it off and say, oh, you know, well, we'll talk about that later because you're embarrassed because you're talking about sex. Fellas, do not be embarrassed about that. If she's telling you that she likes to suck dick at 2 o'clock in the morning, accept it as gospel. She's telling you the truth. She's being honest with you up front. So, respect the fact that she's being honest with you because there are a lot of women who will not. And they will go and play this role like they are so pristine and humble and will have these desires but would be afraid to share these desires with you. You see this a lot when people meet in church, when people meet in certain other functions where family's involved or where family has a large input, such as arranged marriages, those kind of things, you may see where that woman may have desires, and the guy's desires are all filled because the woman's trying to accommodate, but she may be afraid to express some of her desires to him. So instead of doing that, she goes outside the marriage or outside the relationship and does it with someone else because she doesn't want to fall short of the respect of that person. See, this is one of the reasons why a lot of these... Uh, desires are hidden from the role of lust because of the fact that they don't want to bring this out in a relationship because to them it's embarrassing. This is their fantasy. This is what they do. There was one lady that wrote on one of the uh, sex sites about how she masturbated before she went home to her husband after work. She would stay in her office, lock the door, and prop her legs up on the table, get her old trusted vibrator out of her purse, and pleasure herself. Because she knew when she got home, 
Her husband was not adequate enough for her. And they have tried every position. They've tried sex therapists and all the rest. And none of it worked. And so she found that it was best to go and get that urge off first because he was going to be with her pounding away. He was going to ejaculate. And she got tired of just being not so satisfied after the event. Now, the other thing that we have to realize, too, is this. There are a lot of unsatisfied women out there. They don't want to tell their husbands because they don't want to hurt his feelings. They don't want to really blow anything. So they just say, well, you know, uh, we'll just go and see what we can do. And so they do that. And some of them consider going outside the marriage. Now, there are some women that will have those desires feel like for instance they may want to be with another man but they may feel that's cheating and some women will get with their girlfriends and if they find their girlfriends are in the same mindset they are in you may see them start to get with each other this is not uncommon some of you have written in about this there was one lady in particular back east that was talking about she wanted to be with another man because her husband was not satisfying her because he wouldn't go down on her. Well, she had a mutual friend and they were talking about the same thing one day, joking about it, because she was married and her husband wouldn't do the same thing to her. So these ladies decided to have a girls' night out one night and they started experimenting. They liked it and before you know it, it became part of their relationship but they were wondering how they could introduce this to their husband because they didn't know how they would take it so they just kind of let it go fallow and they just pleasured each other you have people who do this now here's the thing these women did not consider that cheating on their husbands because they were in the same sex you have some people that have certain guidelines that they call cheating and non-cheating based on how they feel about it. In other words, it's a measure to control their own guilt. Now, the other thing that you have to realize is this with these types of uh, arrangements. A lot of this is more of a physical and emotional pull towards a person based on a desire or a need, just like hunger. And once it's fulfilled, many times we'll face the reality of, damn, I can't believe I did that. Some of you guys do it with women that are your friends that you would never think about. And then you get to a point of thinking of them and then when you do, it's like you were horny, you want to be with them, you go and just do it. Not because you love them or because you like them, it's because you want to get this urge taken care of. But then after you do it, you have buyer's remorse because now you know you can't get rid of her. And she was somebody that was cool to hang out with, but not somebody that you were really into, but you went on and did it. And now she has a miscommunication that you're looking for a relationship. Now, some women will tell a guy straight up when she's like that and she's gonna kind of fuck who's available, who she feels as though she could trust just to get that frustration out. 
she will go and get with him with the conditions telling him not to get serious and many times he will be the human dildo for her until she can get to the guy she wants and this is how you actually backstep into friends with benefits situations now you have some people that like to deal with total strangers because they feel more, feel more reassured by being with someone that they don't know So in that way, they don't have any connection, any obligation, any commitment, and a less likelihood of seeing them again, so they don't have to worry about the embarrassment. We'll talk more in a moment. Now, in conclusion, some of you folks are probably shocked by some of the things that um, I reveal on this show. But this is the way you guys behave in general. I know not you personally, but people in general. Everyone does not have the same life experience as you do. Some are different. And I know we like to live in our intellectual grain silos and emotional grain silos where we don't have to see the rest of the world. We could just be inside this one place and think that everything is all right because If it's out of sight, it's out of mind. When you go out to meet another person, whether you're going out for a date, whether you're going to meet a new co-worker, whether it's a situation that you're just meeting someone at church, you don't know what's associated with that person. You don't know what that person associates themselves with. So we try to leave that image just with what we see at that time for our own fulfillment to make us feel better about ourselves. And nothing's wrong with that. That's what naturally we're supposed to do. The only thing I tell you is don't be shocked because there are other aspects of a person's personality and behavior besides what you've met, what you see. This is one of the reasons why I tell you guys specifically on a regular basis, never trust a married woman who's cheating. Even if she's trying to be honest with you, if she tells you she's married up front, that's a plus because she's letting you know what the risks are. Now, here is the thing that you have to understand, too. There are many risks associated with it. She might try to reassure you that, well, you know, he's at home. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't really want to talk to me. You don't know how that man is feeling. She doesn't know either. She's making the assumption because she's been around him so long, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she knows him on that level because he could have changed his feelings about it. They probably may never change. He probably just wanted some time to himself. You don't know this. And you can only go by what she says, and she's limited to her knowledge because she's not in his head or in his heart. So she may think everything's cool for you guys to be with or be together. And then before you know it, he shows up and you got a problem. The only thing she's going to do more than likely is either run away or run behind him and say, honey, you don't understand. So keep that in mind. Now, another thing to keep in mind too, guys, When a married woman is ready to sleep with you behind her husband's back, 
This is something she's been thinking about for a while. This is not something that came up overnight. The only time this will happen, usually, is if she's doing what is called revenge cheating. That's when she just doesn't care about herself anymore because she's so hurt. She just wants to hurt him in a way she feels as though she's hurting him by giving herself away to another man. So everything he had to work for to get her to be his woman, she's giving it away free to another guy. But she's actually hurting herself more than anyone else. And of course, someone that emotionally unstable, you wouldn't want to be in a relationship anyway. So if you happen to get in a situation like that, because a lot of times these women won't even tell you they're married. They just want to hurry up, get the dick, have a good time, and then move on. So they won't even talk about their relationship. They don't even want to discuss their status. They'll say they're single, whatever. They want to get past that aspect of it because the hurt is so bad that they just want to hurry up and get the fulfillment to feel better. So this is more of an emotionally driven lust that they have. Now, the danger for you is, one, the location in which this occurs. Two, if she gets pregnant, because believe me, she's going to become very logical if she get pregnant on your ass. So I personally don't recommend you deal with a woman who's in this situation knowingly that she's married. Now, there's some cases you won't know this. She'll be love bombing you. She'll be all over you, and you'll be wondering, wondering damn, you know, Hey, I must really be the guy. I must be the catch. Be suspicious about stuff like that. Because no, most people don't react that way to another person. You're being patronized. Now, the other thing, too, to keep in mind. You will find a lot of these folks that may not have the same values or standards as their partner. I've known of many ladies who had different sets of values than their husbands on the good side and on the bad side. I told you about my friend that was the alcoholic years ago and his wife was the most respectful lady I've ever met. And she cleaned up his shit a lot of times because he had messed up over the years. When they got divorced, we became friends. And then eventually... We became intimate, but I did not mess with her and make any advances on her while they were married. But when she told me that night that she wished that she had made the choice to stick with me, because initially she wanted to be with me instead of my friend, but my friend wanted her, and then I got her girlfriend, which didn't go anywhere. I don't even think we lasted two weeks. So with that, there was a desire there and that woman was mm, she was gorgeous but the thing was I had to realize that hey you know what even though she was divorced yes she was my friend's ex-wife but you know we still had to go our separate ways because of the history and not only that she had family back east but here's the thing you will run across situations like this. There may be somebody that made a poor decision in choosing a partner. May have chosen him because she was pregnant. 
may have chosen him because she needed a place to stay. And she knows it's not the right fit for a relationship. And she's kind of waiting for the next new thing. Trying to see how that's going to work. And so, in that respect, you have that to look at as well. So it varies. And so what she may decide to do is just to go on and take care of business. Now, the other thing is this. As I told you, Vegas is a transient town. So you may have two people that work for two different companies and they both are having a meeting in Vegas. They may just get together, hook up one time. She goes back to Philly. He goes back to San Diego. Everything's cool. You will have those kind of things. So the one thing to understand, when you live in Vegas, usually people are pretty loyal to their partner for the most part. And there's some married couples here that are totally devoted. So it's not like uh, a situation where you have masses of people going out there sleeping with each other who are married or with other people. But you do have a considerable amount that do. Because people get bored with their partner. Because they've got together under the wrong circumstances a lot of times. Situational convenience. They really haven't got a chance to know each other. And even though they live in the same house, eat the same food, share the same memories and history, they may be miles apart emotionally. They may may be miles apart physically. I never forget, I was on one dating app and the lady was out of Long Beach and she was coming to Vegas for vacation. And she asked me, when was I going to be available in Vegas? And I'm like, well, you know, during the summer, it was the summer of 2019, yeah, 2019, going into the summer. And she was like, well, you know, I'm coming there and going to have a good time. And this was before COVID was getting ready to really hit. And she was making her plans at first. And then once she realized that this COVID thing was getting a little bit more serious before the summer, she kind of slowed up a bit. And then she tells me, well, I wanted to come there because uh, my husband is impotent. And we haven't had sex in six years. And I was just going to go there with my girlfriend to have a little bit of good time in Vegas. So basically what she wanted to do was me to sponsor the dick during the vacation. So it wasn't going to be a relationship. It was just going to be an arrangement. Once I figured that out, I was like, uh-uh, no. We're still friends, but mm Like again, you have people with fetishes, you have people with fantasies, and you have some people that really need to get that urge taken care of because they have um, partners that they won't leave because of that. ED is a big problem. A lot of you ladies make fun of men who have erectile dysfunction, but many times it's a circulatory problem. 
Some of you have written in about, well, why is his penis so curved? He won't even, I can't even go into a missionary position anymore. Well, that's because of Pyrenees disease that has to do with circulation. I'm not a doctor. I'm just only going by what I was told. Because these were things that I was worried about because of when I take the medication for my eyes. These were side effects that I may have experienced. But, so far so good. But for others, it may be a deal breaker. It may be a deal breaker. I hear a lot of women, that's the first thing they talk about is a guy's dick. Oh, it has to be circumcised. It can't have a curve. It's got to have this. It's got to have that. Like they're ordering food at a restaurant. But yet, these same women want you to accept their vagina no matter what condition it's in. And the reason for that is because they're used to men accepting it without any rebuttal. But when it comes down to them, oh no, your dick got to be this, that, and the other, sheep shit and peanut butter in order for it to work as they look at it. You know, when I was a younger man, in my 20s, 30s, and I'd be screwing some women in their 40s, there were sometimes, yeah, I noticed a lot of differences in many cases. There were some women who were deeper, some women who were wider. If they had a hysterectomy, you can get more inside of her. There are a lot of things that take place. There were some women with the way they were built, everything was compact. So you probably would, you know, hit that uterus before anything else. And so it was like, all right, so... At least I got the head in. Then you had others that were so tight that when you got in, you didn't want to get out because it hurt both of you. So it varies. Now, ladies, you should not be ashamed of your vagina. Whatever you have, you have. Men will love it no matter what. But here is the thing that you have to also realize. Don't sit there and be nervous about the way your vagina looks, but yet you're criticizing a guy because of his dick. That's not a good look either. So please remember that. The knife can cut both ways because both sharp, both sides of the blade is sharp. All right. Now, so in review, let's just briefly go over it. We talked about dating in Vegas, some of the characteristics. I gave you insight on Vegas, some of the excursions, attractions you can go to, some of the things to look out for, some of the things to consider here while you're here. So this is just to give you a macro view of Vegas. Decent place to live, good place to visit for sure. You can have a lot of fun here. You can meet some great people here. And if you live here, you could find some decent people for relationship. Harder than anywhere else. Because most people here don't want a relationship. They just want to mess around and have fun. Because this is a party town. That's what it was designed for. That's what it is. It's about money in this town. So if you're looking for a place where you could go and maybe find your high school sweetheart and just stay with them for the rest of your lives... You might find them here, but it's less likely. You'll probably find someone here 
that's brand new that's looking to start up a relationship. But it's up to you to make the experience work here. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I want you to take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.